Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Maddie. And we're here to give you our worthless opinions. Hey guys, Maddie here. Um, uh, This is the next day after we've recorded the audio that you're about to listen to. I'm just sitting here editing it and uh, just want to give you a warning that the first portion of this episode, the audio is a little rough, guys. I'm going to be honest. Um, There were some settings issues. It was corrected for the most part in the second portion. Um, So when Kelly gets into the Zodiac Killer, um, much easier to hear both of us, but, and it's just a little bit crisper, but just want to let you guys know, make you aware that I am aware and uh, going forward, hopefully uh, that setting issue, I'm aware of what it is now. So hopefully that won't happen again, but um, be right back. Going to go watch 10 hours of Skillshare on how to edit sound and record audio. Uh, don't mind me, Skillshare sponsor us, and <laughs> just wanted to also say we really appreciate you guys for listening, and we hope that you enjoy this one. We really had a lot of fun with doing this one, so thanks. All right, we are recording. Do you have ice in, in my wine? Once again, it keeps it cold. White, warm wine does I, not taste good. I just thought of the perfect gift for you. Oh my fucking god, I'm not gonna tell you, but I just thought. Oh, is it those ice cubes that you just throw in the freezer that aren't, that don't melt? Shut up, I'm just gonna get for you. Oh, okay. Wow, okay. No, you shut up. (laughs) I'm so excited. I gotta write it down so for (laughs) you. That happened to me when we were recording a few weeks ago because you said something that you needed, and I was like, done, Christmas gift, and I cannot remember what it was. I was like, oh, I almost, I had to, we were like literally in the middle of recording and I had to stop myself from like going and ordering it as we were recording because oh, it was so like obvious that like, oh, that's what I'll get her and you're not getting it because I don't know what it was. Honestly, like I don't need a ton of stuff, but thank you. You're so nice too. Yeah. Like well, I am a nice person, you know, it's so true. Now that I have that written down my notes. <laughs> okay. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Okay. So we have a little We have news. Business, if you will. Housekeeping, women's work. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, a little bit of an announcement for how the podcast is going to be structured going forward. We got our shit together a little bit. It came to be a dream. <laughs> it was fully Kelly's idea. We brainstormed together, but it was absolutely her idea to begin with. Ten so props. Oh, well props to Johnny. Yeah. Way to go. So basically, the structure is going to be a four-week rotating cycle. Yeah. The first week of the month, we will be covering things like movies, TV, pop culture, and entertainment. So that could be anything from a review of a movie or a TV show, or us just kind of chatting in general about um, pop culture or, like, reality shit. Because we love that. We do love. We do love it. Yes. The second week, we'll be covering things like true crime, conspiracy theories, supernatural, or scary stories, because we also love that shit. We love it. The third week of the month, we'll be getting a touch more serious. We'll be talking about politics, current events, or just, in general, more serious topics. And then the fourth and final week of the month is Wild Card Week. Woo woo woo! Where we'll be talking about either more personal stories or anything that has inspired us throughout the month. It's kind of just a whatever week. Well, you'll just be surprised. <laughs> we couldn't come up with like a fourth 
category. Well, so. And so many things don't fall into the first three right. that we still want to talk about. Yeah. Specifically, like some of our more personal stories that we're interested in yes. telling you all because we think they're funny. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know. Who doesn't want to just sit down and like, talk to their best friend yeah, and exactly. record it? And Slash listen to someone they don't know's personal story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, we're excited. I'm excited. I shouldn't excited. speak for you, but I'm excited. Oh, it's going to be great. And we're taking the holidays off because we're being with our family. So, you know, not that anyone is really like, oh my God, where is my Worthless Opinions podcast? <laughs> but there won't be one for a few weeks. Um... We'll be doing picking up in January and hopefully having a more comfortable setup for Kelly and I because we are currently crouched on the floor in my living room. You got to take a picture of it and post it on the brand. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, we could set it it up over there next to all those boxes that are trash that need to be taken to the garbage. Like our podcast. And take a selfie. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. So, yeah. Very fun. Okay, but this week, not at all with our new schedule. New schedule starts in the new year. We are covering some topics that relate to true crime current events. Yes. So we blended week two and three, yes. essentially. Yes. <laughs> true crime current events. Yeah. And uh, trigger warning, we're obviously, because it's true crime, we're covering murderers. Yeah. So There's we're like talking about murder. Violence, assault, yeah. uh, sexual assault, oh, death. Wow, yeah. Uh, suicide, actually, too. Oh, Big trigger warning for suicide. So. Awesome. I would like all of our listeners to know. Process things by laughing at them. Okay, I mean, like, ask me about my father, and you will find out. <laughs> so, like, if you hear me, maybe handling a certain situation in your opinion inappropriately, I promise you, I have the utmost respect for the people involved, not the murderers. And keep it to but, yourself. Like, yeah, like the victims <laughs> or whatever. I just will laugh when I'm uncomfortable. Yes, for sure. And um, but also, yeah. yeah, keep your opinions to yourself unless they're five star opinions. Yeah. Yeah, yes, and smash those five stars. <laughs> Unless you have something constructed that is phrased in a kind way. Thank you, and good night. Yeah, like, if you could hear me, like, picking my nose in the background of the audio, cool, let me know. Otherwise... Or if anyone has, like, the link to, like, a sound course, like, a sound engineering course yeah. that I could watch, that would be much appreciated, because, Wow. We're getting there. It's a learning curve for sure. And I feel Maddie. feel like I'm getting worse. Like the first one, I was like, "This is easy," and now I'm just like struggling and every time. People say that it's starting to sound better. Really? Oh, that's good. Well, that's good to know. Well, and I think that I am just becoming more critical too. Like I hear what's wrong more now than I did the first time. So, but yeah. Anyway, okay. So, with that said. We can go ahead and get started on our topic, or did you have more? No, that's it. So do you want to go first? Mine is long. I don't know how long mine will be. We can go ahead and get mine done. Let's do it. Yours is more popular. Mine's mine's more on the current. Well, yours is on current events too, but like. To keep you hooked, I'll be talking about the Zodiac Killer. Oh, yeah. So wait for, you know, later in the episode oh, for that. Also, like, I'm not an expert. This isn't a true crime podcast. I'm going over general details. I could be wrong. <laughs> I'm Absolutely. Investigative reporter. So. I did, yeah. Listen at your own caution. <laughs> yeah, I will say that I did look at multiple sources and multiple articles from both recently and when this initially happened. Um, so the the so I'm gonna talk about the Twitter killer. Okay. So this is a Japanese man in Japan. Okay. So um, if you've never tried to research about a crime committed in another country, especially a country where English is not. Or where they're so private. Yeah, or where they're so private. Right. So, 
Um, all of my sources were like, you know, European or American and, you know, just based on how Japan legal system kind of works, there's not a whole lot of information. So if you speak Japanese slash are from Japan, please. Translate some useful articles and send them to me because I would love to know about this person, um, in their childhood. Like, I just want to see, you know, serial killers. I just want to know about like what their home life was like as a child. As the owner of a toddler, I also. Yes. I'm always thinking. Yes. Creating the next school my killer. Am I creating a monster? Okay. Um, so I'll just state again trigger warning for violence, sexual assault, and suicide for this one. Um, so oh god. Okay. So I don't care if I don't give a shit if I disrespect this human being by saying his name wrong, but I don't want to disrespect the Japanese culture, so <laughs> I apologize. His name is Takahiro. Shiraishi? Shiraishi? That sounds good. Yeah. So we're going to call him T. Okay. So right now he is 30 years old. When these crimes were committed, he was 27. Okay. Um, So he, at the time, lived in Zama City, which is 90 minutes outside of central Tokyo in Japan. Right? So he moved into his own flat there um, on August 22nd of 2017. Okay. And immediately began his crime spree Mm -hmm. on the 23rd. Okay, so moved in on the 22nd, murdered someone on the 23rd. Did you catch that? That's bold. <laughs> it is. Did it you is still bold. Have boxes it's focused. There, focused. Or? Well, we'll get to that. Okay, okay. So, on Halloween, which, you know, happy birthday to me in 2017, <clears throat> authorities entered his flat and discovered nine human heads no. and 240 bones stored in box coolers in his 13.5 square meter apartment. Okay. So I did the math for us. 44 square feet. Y'all fuck up 40 sleeping with those. four square feet. That's that is, and it had a bathroom and a kitchen. I actually just took a screenshot. I have a photo of the apartment for you to post on Instagram. Yes, please. With the box coolers drawn in as well. So he was real close to his work. He had, yes, yes. He had nine coolers, each with a human skull and all of their bones in it. Or not, not even a human skull. It was a human head. Like he did, there was still flesh on it. The smell. The smell. The smell. So. About smells and like woof. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, these nine heads were from the people that he had murdered between, like I said, August 23rd and October. Again, found on October 31st in the same year. Okay, so it's about two months. It's a little longer than two months. Okay. It sounds like, okay, if he had no prior history of this, he full on just... He just lost it. Yeah. So, it averaged out to be about one killing a week. I'm, like, blown away. Yep. So, (laughs) after he was arrested, he basically immediately confessed to killing all these victims, right? So, this is in 2017. He's arrested. He comes clean. He's like, yep, I killed him. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. He later said that he planned on denying it, um, but then once he realized that all of the evidence that was stacked against him, shocker, which, I mean, like, for such a dumb, dumb guy, which we will get to why he's such an idiot, that was actually, like fairly intelligent decision for him to make. But anyway, um, so he just confessed, right? So back to the victims. There were eight women, all between the ages of 15 and 21. Or I'm sorry, 26. 15 and 26. And then one man who knew one of the women. Okay. So 
Four of the victims were in their late teens, four early 20s, and then the last one was in her late 20s. So all of the victims' names were withheld to protect their privacy. So we don't know who these people are. I know that their parents did appear in court, so I'm sure that like if you lived locally in Japan, you probably know who these people are. Yeah, but um, there was there's no way to find out in the English-speaking news. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so okay. Um, so the man who was killed. Just a quick blip on him because he got too close. Well. I was assuming it had to be something like that. Yeah. Um, essentially, T was afraid that he was he was suspected him of murder. So, he killed him. Yeah, gotta clean up those loose ends. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, we're going to talk about T now. So, we call him something else. We call him, like, ugly shit stain or the hemorrhoid. <laughs> we, oh, I like the hemorrhoid. We'll call him the hemorrhoid. Okay. So, the hemorrhoid. This guy's shtick, essentially, was that he would um, pose on Twitter as um, a personality that he thought would appeal to suicidal women. I hate him. Yes. So, those, so, like, if you're like, what does that mean? It means that he would sometimes pose as, like, a suicide guru who would, like, assist people in killing themselves, uh, or he would wait, sort wait, of... hold up. Assist. Suicide guru. Assist. Like a master in killing oneself. Well... Yeah, no, I did. I did do some research on that too. Japan has some of the highest suicide rates in any industrialized country, um, so I think like maybe just culturally, it's yeah. pretty common to hear about someone who is suicidal. And again, if you're from Japan or you're familiar with Japanese culture, if you could educate us on yes. why that might be, because I don't want to like make assumptions, but I would yeah. have to do with like. Is it like quality of life? Like what? Co like what's? What are the like? On a grand scale, what are the factors that you know cause suicide rates? It's very heavily rooted in appearances, like making, like doing on saying all the right things and having the right jobs and the like. So maybe. It's yeah, it's like an honor culture. I think is yes, the word for it. Yes. Yeah. So it could be, yeah. I you did. Just, like killing yourself because you disappointed your family or you. Yeah. Because weren't Japanese samurais the ones who used to throw themselves on their swords? Oh my god, yeah, I think you're right. They, like, failed? I know. Yeah, that. no, that sounds really familiar. It's yeah. like a. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, <clears throat> for sure, if, and if we're wrong, we apologize, yeah, and um, we are obviously not super educated on so Japanese country culture. So. <clears throat> but yeah, so a suicide guru, and then um, another time he posed, like, uh, well, and like, this was maybe the more common one, where he would just kind of, like, say that he was looking for someone to commit suicide with, like, sort of like a suicide pact. He would search that out, um, and then, so he would make these connections, message these women, specifically women, yes, and um, he would make arrangements to meet them at a train station near their house. And I thought it was interesting that, like, it, one of the sources that I read, like, pointed out that he would specifically pick a train station near their home because he felt like it made it more likely that they would show up, like yeah. that they wouldn't drop out. So, yeah, exactly. Because it's, yeah, it's close to their home, but it's not their private space like it's still a public space so then once they met at the train station he would take them back to his apartment again 44 square feet four square feet is like <laughs> you could like sit down like 
crisscross applesauce. Oh, okay. Damn. It's so small. So small. Which, and there was a loft for his bed, so I don't know if, like, that include, is included no, I don't think so. in the square footage. Um, but it's essentially, like, a kitchenette, a bathroom, and, like, a tiny little space for, like, a couch. So, wow. which is very normal in Japanese culture. Yeah. I totally understand. They live in very small living quarters. Um, so, like, no shade. But it's just, like, insane that he had so many bodies in such yeah. a small room. Okay, okay. Like, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so... Once they were in his apartment, he would drug them. He'd supply them with alcohol, tranquilizer, sleeping pills. Um, and then once they were out of it, he would assault them. So uh, we can just move on from that. We all know what that looks like. So his first victim was a 21-year-old woman. And she was kind of an outlier because um, the motive for this one has sort of been alleged that she he owed her money and he was either afraid that she was going to ask for it back or she did ask for it back. So he killed her, which I mean, like I know that in my past when I have owed people money, I have definitely murdered them so that I wouldn't have to pay them back. So I think that that's really reasonable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Very mature, emotionally intelligent. <laughs> If that was his first killing, I wonder if it, like, because it seemed to snowball really quickly. Do you think it, like, sparked something inside of him? Like, he was like, oh, that was fun. Yeah, no, I definitely think so, and I kind of wonder if it was the first time, but I do have thought. I do have thoughts on that, because you find out something other, something else illegal, which I'll talk about in just a second, and you're just kind of like, huh. So he was kind of, like, in this game for a little bit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Um... And then all of the other women were murdered because he essentially reached out to them and brought them back to his apartment just for the sexual assault portion. Um, and then he killed them because he didn't want to be caught for sexually assaulting them. Yeah, so it sounds like he really is playing heavy into that, like, pleasure-guilt complex. Like, yeah. he clearly gets something from it, but then if he feels guilty, he freaks out and has to kill them. Yeah, I don't, or it's and, just yeah, like, heads the I thought he was just a narcissist, like, I'm going to get what I want, and then I don't want to get in trouble, so I'm just going to, like, Second. chop my loose ends off, yeah. Classify that as a psychopath. Yeah, for sure. Sociopath, one of those words. <laughs> um, so, once they were dead... Mm. these victims, he would um, remove the flesh oh. from their bodies and throw it out in the trash. So it was gone bye-bye. fucking bold. I know. I know. Throwing it out in your trash? Also, he is dismembering and removing flesh from a human body in a 44-square-foot apartment. <laughs> I'm truly, truly dumb. Like, he has neighbors. He wasn't using a saw. He was... He's fucking meticulous. Yes. They, this is a special kind of person. Yeah. I'm gathering. Yeah. <laughs> so. I take back my earlier comment about him maybe just like snapping. No. Yeah. I think he's pretty ill. Um, so then with the remaining remains, so i.e. the head and the bones, he would put them in those box coolers that I referred to yeah. and cover them in cat litter. Oh, hey, actually that's smart. It is. I wouldn't have thought of that, but yeah, that's, that's a good one. Yep. What brand? What brand? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, moving in on him getting caught, right? So, the authorities were notified that something might be going on. Because the smell. Well, yes. So, the neighbors did complain about the smell. Yeah. But that's oh. not why they, like, went into his apartment. They went into his apartment because his very last victim, her brother, 
hacked her Twitter account. Brilliant. Yes. After she disappeared. Yes. yes. And found these, like, very disturbing messages Ugh. about, you know, suicide and oh, meet oh. me and all these things. Yeah. Um, and alerted the authorities. <clears throat> and, like you said, the neighbors complained about the foul smells. I can only imagine. I know. I actually can't because I've never smelled death and I never... No, I don't. I never want to. No, thank you. Um, like, half of me is like, it would be kind of like a fun story to find a dead body, but honestly, never, never, I never, never want to. Ooh, really? Yeah, freshly dead. That's Ooh. not the right way to talk about that. Um, I saw someone die in a car crash. We talked about that earlier. Oh, yeah, you told me that. That's yes. horrible. I'm so sorry. Okay. Um... So, we're going to get back to his prior criminal history before we start talking about the trial for these particular crimes, right? Yes. So, in February of this this year, not, like, in 2017, I mean, he was arrested for being involved in organized crime because he was working part-time huh. as a scout for an escort service oh. in the red light district of, oh. of Tokyo. He was given um, a suspended prison term at that time, which basically just means he was, I, I'm pretty sure it means that he was found guilty, but the judge decided to, like, not make him serve time. What? What part of me? Yeah, I don't know. So, and we can, this is, like, a very nuanced conversation, because, um, so, I'll preface it by saying sex work is real work, Absolutely. but it kind of sounded like human trafficking that he was involved in. Absolutely, yeah. So, like, that was, like, like consensual. Yeah. Like, whenever there's a scout for sex work, that just gives me really, really bad bad vibes. So, um, but, you know, human trafficking, just fine. So, this is where my thoughts come in. That maybe this happened before and it just happened to a sex worker. Oh, fuck, yeah. And and it's prostitution and all of that is illegal in Japan. So, it's very much, I mean, it's not any really much different in America that, you know, if you kill a sex worker or hurt a sex worker, no one really cares or notices or does anything about it. Um, So, what are you doing? (laughs) Okay. Okay, we'll get them in a minute. Okay. Um, Where was I? No, it's okay. Um, But yeah, so that part of me just wonders if maybe um, he had killed people before. But then when he's so, like, he confessed so quickly. Well, that was only because he got caught. That's true. And he knew all the evidence against him. So part of me wonders he if he's he just been doing this for a long time. Yeah, he said he moved. Yeah, so he moved. And that, that was the other thing. Was like, he probably had other yeah. victims. Especially because he did one a week. Like, what the fuck? You go from zero to, like, one a week? We need some criminal minds up in this bit. I know. Like, SVU, cover this. Tell me what happened. I need more. I need him to want his childhood. Absolutely. His past relationships. I need it all. Mm-hmm. Where is for sure. documentary? I know. This will be a good one, too. It for will. sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So, back to current day. So, 2020. Yeah. I might, maybe this might have started in 2019. But he pled guilty in his trial, right? And but some for some reason, he still had 23 hearings of his trial, even though he was pleading guilty. Um, And it was essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So it was essentially just to determine how culpable he was for the crime. So it was like to determine his sentencing, what his sentence should be. So maybe they had to look into CPS and like mental things. And they did. So um, he was 
psychiatric, yeah, he was psychi psychiatrically evaluated um, over five months. I don't know if that was like multiple evaluations or if it was just one evaluation that kind of lingered, but for five months, multiple. yeah. Um, like multiple opinions America. That's Oh yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, but he was found to be mentally sound, and basically that came to table because his defense um, argued that he could have been in a state of diminished capacity when he committed the crimes, right? Mm -hmm. But he was found mentally sound out the window. Doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. He's not crazy. Well, I mean, he clearly... I mean, he is crazy, <laughs> but he wasn't, like, you know, defensively crazy. Defense, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so this is where it gets even more interesting because this guy... Pleads guilty to murdering nine people, right? Well, hemorrhoid. <laughs> <laughs> and his defense says that these murders were, quote consensual, unquote. Oh, of course, because they were suicidal. Yes. Yes. So, apparently this is a thing in Japan, though. That it's a lesser charge to um, be committed. To, like, the charge of murder with consent is a lesser charge than murder. How do you prove that someone consents? Exactly. Well, and I mean, I think there is merit to it because I mean, like, th that's pretty progressive in my mind because, like, I, I just go to cancer patients or terminally ill people. Right, exactly. That exists in Europe, but it exists in, like, very official facilities mm -hmm. where you go and there's all kinds of paperwork and you spend your last days with your family and you, it's painless and like it's love there's a movie about it oh okay it so i guess that's kind of where my brain goes in that it is still illegal to do assisted suicide but it is a lesser charge yeah does that make I mean, sense it's legal in these countries because of the way they set it up Right. So it's, right. it's an official thing. Like right. it's a hospital that's doing it. Well, in like in America, like you, you may be helping someone commit suicide at their actual request and with their actual consent, but you are still going down for murder. There is no such thing as like, oh, you were helping them commit suicide and that's what they wanted. So that's a lesser charge. Yeah. You know? Whereas in Japan it is. That's a really cute hat. It looks like an actual cat. bowler cap. Where is your cat? <laughs> I'll put this on him. Okay. So, uh, let's see. Okay, and what, what makes this defense super ironic is that he clearly planned to kill these people. Yeah. Like, he sought them out on Twitter, yeah. mm -hmm. met them, brought them back, and then, like, had plans to dismember their body. So, it's fine. It's whatever. Um, plus, there was a quote from him uh, before the defense mounted this theory that it was murder with consent. Um, and he said, quote, I killed them for financial reasons and to satisfy my sexual desires. There was no consent. End quote. That is a direct quote. So... From the hemorrhoid. From the hemorrhoid. Straight from his mouth. And basically, he was just the worst defendant ever because he fought his lawyers through the whole thing. Love he it. repeatedly insisted that he would accept the indictment and that he wanted to end the trial as soon as possible because he didn't want to cause any further hardship for his family, which, like, what a nice guy. It's like a culture thing, though, Yes, you know? absolutely, it does. Bringing shame to his whole family. Right, but, like... The victims' families didn't matter. It was like, this is really yeah, hard for my family, watching their son, the murderer, go through trials. Yeah, I no. I more about your family. Yeah. <laughs> But um, he also said that he felt bad for his victims, but he didn't really feel remorse. So another quote is that I really liked this one. If they hadn't caught me, I would regret nothing, which put that on a fucking T-shirt. If they hadn't caught me, I would regret nothing. That describes my teenage years in a single sentence. <laughs> about like 
drinking, not murdering, <laughs> not murdering people. <laughs> Um, so eventually through the trials, he was found to be fully responsible and all this bull about murder being consensual. It was not the case. And that's where kind of current events comes into play. Cause that happened this week. Yes. So after 23 trial hearings, five months of psych evaluations, he was given the death penalty this Tuesday, December 15th of 2020. Okay. So penalty. the penalty, did I really say that? Yes. Oops. <laughs> penalty. Um, so, and he has said he does not plan to appeal his sentence again. The whole time the guy's been like, yeah, I did it. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, I deserve to go to jail. Yeah, yeah I did it. So, um, and just some notes on the death penalty in Japan. They still hang people in Japan. Get the fuck out. Yep. They hang them. They die death by hanging. And um, there are about 100 people on death row right now, which is nothing. Right? How like, I need to Google how many are in America. I'll do that when we take a break. Yeah. Um, but last year, they really don't execute very many people. Last year, they only executed three people. Oh, what? How many yeah. take fucking hang somebody? <sighs> yeah, I, well, it can take longer than you think. But they probably do, like, the quick hang where it, like, is more instant, not, like, the slow, like, four-hour death like they used to do in, like, the medieval times. Um, and then that's the end of what's-his-face, T. Yeah, there's 2,700 people on death row in the United States. So 100 people's nothing. Jesus. Yeah. Which also, Japan has like a much smaller population, I'm pretty sure, in the United States. So. They probably also have a better prison system. Yeah. 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 No, I did a lot of reading. Like, Japan is not, a, like, they have very little violent crime. So this crime, or these crimes in particular, really, really shook this area like there was a lot of community anxiety and like well, just a lot yeah even reading that headline you really don't think of something like that coming out of other countries like i've heard of mass murders in like serial killers in the u.s and i've heard of some in like europe and some in australia but i guess in my mind i think of certain cultures as not having any Oh, yeah. Which, obviously, they are in literally every other culture. Right. Every other place in the world. But, no, I get that. It's, like, Japan kind of, especially now, I mean, it's, like, verifiable with their statistics, their crime statistics. There is not a lot of crime that happens yeah, in Japan. There's, like, a Swiss Jack the Ripper, I'd be like, what? Pardon? Yeah. <laughs> How could anyone be angry? Yeah. But, I mean, so, like I said, Japan has one of the highest suicide rates in okay. the industrial world, so and they've had that title for, like, a long, long time. About a decade ago, um, they started, the numbers started dropping because they put some preventative measures into place. I'm not really sure what that means, but um, they've actually been going back up again this year because of the pandemic. Well, so, pretty sure it's going up everywhere, though, unfortunately. Yeah, so I saw that from here, too. Yeah. So, I'm going to include some resources yeah, in the, the notes if you line. need to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. I so. will put that in the Instagram. Yes. You do not have to suffer alone. Absolutely not. So. We're all suffering together. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. <laughs> Bye. But we're back, and I'm going to go now. You yeah, done? you're going to go yeah, now. Okay. I'm going to apologize really quickly because the audio that you may have listened to is real <laughs> fucked up. I will probably be able to fix it. Hopefully going forward, it's a little bit better. Like I said, it's rough. If anyone's a sound engineer, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> we are still learning. Am I? We are Maddie because I'm doing nothing. <laughs> I just don't understand how it keeps getting harder. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so bad at it's Like it's perfect. <laughs> and then I start, we start actually recording and it's shit. So, okay. but it's fine. Everything's fine. Let's do this. Let's do it. Tell so, me. As previously mentioned, I'm going to talk to you about 
the Zodiac Killer. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> preface. <laughs> violence. Murder. Additional preface. Um, the Zodiac Killer is a very intense, highly detailed case. I am giving you a brief Cliff, overview. Cliff notes. Yeah. Just to bring you up to date because he was in the news this past week. So again... If you want to know more about the Zodiac Killer, there are multiple documentaries. There is a, like, a dramatized movie. There are books. There are, there is so much. Please do not contact me and ask me questions because I don't know. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just doing what I thought was cool. So let's get, let's get into it. The Zodiac Killer operated in Northern California from the late 1960s to the early 70s. And that is what we know. So that is, you know, confirmed Zodiac Killer killing time spree. Okay. So you're implying there may be more. Yes. Got it. Um, And again, we'll get to that in this sense. He killed five known victims. However, he himself claimed to have killed up to 37 different victims. Mm, Okay. Let's get into his name, the Zodiac Killer. Originally, he was just called the Killer until he started referring to himself (laughs) as the Zodiac Killer. The Killer. Right. Right. (laughs) When, but yeah, so he referred to himself as Zodiac Killers in letters he sent to the media and police. It reminds me of like a pit bull. <laughs> like when you name your pit bull killer. Killer. <laughs> yeah. Like as little creativity as possible. Well, and he, he was annoyed by that apparently because decided to give himself a name mm-hmm. like BTK. <laughs> um, and he, so yeah, he wasn't given this by anyone else. He just was like, I'm the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. Um, he accompanied these letters with, uh, like, he signed this cryptic symbol, um, and it was a circle with a horizontal and a vertical line drawn through it. Looked like, kind of looked like crosshairs. It was pointed out by Watchismo, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, and that's a blog that's dedicated to watches and timepieces, and they pointed out that it looks very similar, almost identical, to a logo used by the Zodiac Watches like a watch that's called a zodiac okay Okay. um but those watches have been around since the 1800s so they did not name themselves after him it's more implied that he may have named himself after after them yes okay let's get more into the deets the zodiac killer typically targeted young couples but one of his confirmed mortars was mortars mortars (laughs) i'm a mortarer (laughs) (laughs) one of his confirmers was also a cab driver the San Francisco Police Department currently has this case listed as inactive. Um, however, sorry, they did have it listed as inactive. However, in 2004, it was reopened and then it was closed. And then it was reopened again in 2007. Um, it remains open in the city of San Francisco and Vallejo, as well as Napa County, Saldano County, and Saldano County. Um, the California Department of Justice has always maintained an open file on the Zodiac murder since 1969. The most recent update was made just at the beginning of this month. We'll get mm. into it. What is that? Like, that's like 50 years later. Well, right? You just said 69. Six, okay, so 70, essentially. 70, that's 80, 50 years. 90. Oh my god. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. So. The first murder that was attributed and later confirmed to the Zodiac Killer was the shooting of high school students Betty Lou Jensen and David Faraday on December 20th, 1968. It was known as the Lake Herman murders because it happened on Lake Herman Road. 
The next was... <laughs> Again, with the creativity. <laughs> yeah, right. <Sorry>. Whoa. <laughs> the next murder attributed, and later confirmed, to be his, was took place uh, before midnight on July 4th, 1969, of Darlene Farron and Michael Mon- Montague. Um, and this happened in Blue Rock Springs Park in Vallejo. It's known as the Blue Rock Springs Murders. <laughs> Um, and it happens to be four miles from the Lake Herman Road murder site. So, very okay, close together. Okay, far. Implying that he kind of operated in the same area. And uh, Darlene and Michael were also shot. So, that's just kind of... Those were the first real incidences of his confirmed murders. I wonder what it says about him that he shoots his victims. That seems very important. Like, that seems like... That's, like, the easy way. I feel like usually serial killers want, like, the very We'll personal. get into some stuff okay. about that. Okay. So, the letters. What makes the Zodiac famous, killer famous, are these ridiculous letters. And in my personal opinion, your boy really thought of himself as the smartest motherfucker around. Oh, absolutely. Like, these letters are something. I encourage you all to go read them. I'm not going to read them for you. It's like... I read over them, and they're pompous bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's like akin to a manifesto. Exactly. Actually, Ted Krasinski was thought to be the Zodiac Killer at one point. They ruled him out, but they did investigate him. Yeah. Okay, so on August 1st, 1969, three letters were received by the Vallejo Time-Herald, the San Francisco Chronicle, and the San Francisco Examiner. These letters were nearly identical, and in each letter, it took credits for the shootings at Lake Herman Road and in Blue Rock Springs. Each letter also contained one-third of a 408-symbol cryptograph, which apparently would be said to reveal the killer's identity when solved. Oh, God. Bum, bum, bum. This guy just Spoiler sounds like a alert. They didn't. <laughs> um, the killer demanded that they be printed on each paper's front page. If not, he would, and I quote, curse around all weekend, killing lone people in the night, then move on to kill again until I end up with a dozen people over the weekend. So, that's a quote from him. So, yeah, there you go. He's a lover of grammar. (laughs) Um, So, each letter was subsequently published, and in the Chronicle, they even wrote a blurb next to the letter that said, we are not satisfied with the letters written and we do not believe it was by the murderer. We request that he write and send a second letter with more facts to prove his identity. So the Chronicle really, they called him out. They're like, uh-uh. I just want to point prove out it. that it is extremely clear at this point that a man was running this investigation. And oh, a man wrote the letters. Like, this is some man bullshit. This is some man. There was not a woman in sight nah. for these decisions. It was the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> of course there wasn't a woman in sight. Well, yeah, I mean, even if I didn't know it was the 60s, I would still know that that was not a woman who made that decision. <laughs> we'll just ask him to send another one. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We'll just call him out. So moving on. In August 7th, so that was just literally like a few days later, another letter was received at the San Francisco Examiner with the salutation, Dear Editor, this is the Zodiac speaking. Again, this is the first time he refers to himself as the Zodiac Killer. And uh, the letter was a response to... Chief Stilts, who was a chief in the case, it was a response to request for more details that would prove that he had killed the victims Faraday, Jensen, and Farron. Those were the ones in the above-named murders. In it, the Zodiac included details of the murders, which had not been released to the public, as well as a message to the police that when they cracked his code, they will have me. So basically, he was saying, when you crack my cryptograph, you'll know who I am. Right. 
And can I just point out that, like, obviously we now know that his cryptograph was cracked and they don't know who he is. So either A, he was full of shit, or B, he thinks he's so much smarter than us because even once it's been cracked, he's like, they still don't know those fools, those idiots. Well, and that's the current event piece, right? That they were finding, yeah. that they, they cracked that recently. Yeah. Okay. And okay. still nothing. Huh. I didn't, I didn't know that part, that they still don't know who it is. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. Okay, moving on. After those first letters were received on August 8th, literally a day after the examiner received that letter, um, in 1969, Donald and Donald and Betty Hardin of Salinas, California, cracked the 408 symbol cryptograph. It contained a misspelled message, which is beautiful, um, which the killer seemed to reference as his most dangerous game. Uh, it was calling for. Uh, it said he was collecting slaves for the afterlife. Stop. Mm-hmm. Um, Stop. Yeah, no name appeared in the decoded text. And the killer said that he would not give away his identity because it would slow down his mission to collect slaves. It's like a demented Mormon. It's a you demented know how they have moron. Like, <laughs> you know how like Mormons have like a planet when oh, they yeah. die? <laughs> Zorg, their leader, will come and collect them and take them to Blargon 7. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's what that reminds yeah, me yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's skip ahead a little. To no some, offense to Mormons. No, Sorry to interrupt would you. would never want to offend No, we do not want to offend Blargon 7. Um... <laughs> <laughs> on, on September 27th. Wait, what is the name of their leader? No, it's Scientologist something. Oh, enough. yeah. They have an alien leader. Fuck. Yeah. I no, Mormons are just like, they're very uh, close to like Christian, like Protestant Christians. They just, it's just a little, they have the Book of Mormon also. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So. What, wasn't there some shit? Never mind. We'll get into that another Yeah. <laughs> on September 27th, also in 1969, Pacific Union College students Brian Hartnell and Cecilia Shepard were picnicking in Lake Berryessa. Posing as an escaped convict, a hooded man approached the two with a gun. He told Shepard to tie up Hartnell before he tied her up. Hartnell initially believed this event to be a bizarre robbery, but the man drew a knife and stabbed them both repeatedly. Oh, Jesus. Hartnell suffered six and Shepard ten suffered wounds, suffered ten wounds in the process. Oh, my So, yeah, he God. really went at them. At 7.40 p.m., the killer called the Napa County Sheriff's Office from a payphone, and it was to report his latest crime. The killer stated first to the operator that he wished to report a murder. No, a double murder. So he stated murder, and was like, no, 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 a double murder. Gotta be correct. <laughs> um, before stating that he had been the perpetrator of the crimes. So he called and, like, admitted it. He's like, just, a murder. Wait, no, a double murder. And I did it. I imagine him standing in the payphone, like, tapping his long, skinny fingers together and going, <laughs> huh, huh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, perfect. Uh, police were able to trace the call to the payphone, and when they arrived, they found that the phone was off the hook still, but no one was around. They were able to lift a set of still wet fingerprints from the telephone. However, to this day, they have never been able to match it <gasps> to a suspect. Oh, my God. After this, a short while away... Um, some men were fishing, and they heard screams for help. And it was a man and his son who were fishing nearby. And they went to discover the victims, and it was, you know, the two who had been stabbed. And they um, contacted park rangers. And the Napa County Sheriff's deputies, Dave Collins and Ray Land, who were the first law enforcement officers to arrive on the scene. Cecilia Shepard was conscious when they arrived. They were able to provide them with a detailed description of the attacker. 
God bless. Good job, Cecilia. Um, Hartnell and Shepard were then taken to Queen of the Valley Hospital in nearby Napa. Shepard lapsed into a coma, unfortunately, during transport to the hospital. And sadly, she never regained consciousness. She ended up dying two days later. However, Hartnell survived and was able to recount his tale to the press. Oh, damn. So, yeah, so she was able to stay conscious enough to give a description of everything at the scene, but while being transported to the hospital, she went to a coma and passed away. This is giving me Golden State Killer vibes, just because, like, it's like, we have a picture of him. We have his, like, fingerprints. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure we had DNA from mm-hmm. Golden State Killer. I don't know if we... Yeah. Yeah, and, like, they still don't know who mm-hmm. it is. And they, they tested um, the fingerprints and the DNA against the Golden State Killer, and it wasn't him. And, and, it, and I do know that we know who the Golden State yes, Killer is now. Yes, we do. We recently <laughs> found him out. Um, I forget his name. I have it noted in here somewhere, actually. He's, he was a cop at the time. Yeah. Um, but I the, can see his face. <laughs> the picture, if you Google the Zodiac Killer, mm-hmm. the drawing that comes up is the drawing, uh, is like the description that Cecilia Shepard gave. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Two weeks later, on October 11th, 1969, a white male passenger entered a cab driven by Paul Stein in San Francisco. For reasons unknown, the passenger uh, the passenger shot Stein once in the head with a 9mm, took Stein's wallet and car keys, and tore away a section of Stein's blood-stained shirt tail. The Stein murder was originally thought to be a routine robbery that ha- escalated. However, on October 13th, the San Francisco Chronicle received a letter from the Zodiac Killer containing another, you know, ridiculous cryptograph, and a bloody piece of shirt, and it also took credit for the killing. So, obviously he did it because he had the piece of bloody shirt. But this murder does stick out as being kind of odd. It doesn't really fit with his other. He usually targeted couples. And so, the and like, usually they were like out in like nature or the wilderness or something like that. So Vulnerable. Yeah. And um, this particular crime with the cab driver, there were actually multiple witnesses who were able to recount his appearance. Like people who saw him get out, like a group of teenagers who were like across the street when he like ran out of the car. So, it's kind of weird. It seems like a very strange killing for him i wonder if it was just like a loss of temper kind of thing yeah and like originally a lot of people didn't think it was him they weren't attributing it to him which mm. is why people think that he sent that letter because he was like no i did give me. me the recognition yeah give yeah. me the credit i would like to see my name in the papers thank you <laughs> the zodiac killer don't spell it incorrectly <laughs> <laughs> on october 14th in 1969 the chronicle received another letter from the zodiac this time it contained a swatch of paul stein's shirt ta- oh we already mentioned that okay got it um, it also, so th- this was a second letter though, right? Okay, so they right. both included the swatch to, again, I guess, pretty it was him. It also included a threat about killing school children and on a school bus. And it's interesting to be noted that the next day, like multiple calls were made threatening this. But it never happened, right? N- and none of it ever happened. And the calls came from like different places at the same time. So it's kind of strange that that happened. Um, what if they never found him? Because it's like a cult and it's all different people. We will get into the theories. Okay. We'll, we'll touch on that. Um, so the Zodiac wrote, uh, J- I'll just shoot out the front tire and pick off the kitties as they come bouncing out. So this Love that. Person That's is really sweet. little demented. Mm-hmm. And then on November 8th in 1969, the Zodiac killer mailed a card with another cryptic app consisting of 340 characters. This cipher, dubbed Z340, remained unsolved for over 51 years until, most recently, a team of international private citizens, including David 
Arnachak, a software engineer from the U.S., Sam Blake, a mathematician from Australia, and Jarl Van Eyck, a computer programmer from Belgium, cracked it on December 5th of this year. Slow clap for those guys. Shout out. Yes. Thank you for your service to humanity. Unfortunately, they did not find the oh. information they were thinking Love that. So the cryptograph had originally stated that once it had been cracked, it would reveal his identity. Um, it did not. Uh, after they cracked it, they submitted their findings to the Federal Bureau of Investigation, who did verify it. But the decoded message gave no further clues to What did identity. it say? Uh, Is it not public it's, information? No. It's okay. just like, it was decoded, but the like the letter is online, but I couldn't find the translation yet. I would assume okay. maybe they're still going over it. But in the like the FBI stated that it... It's on Reddit somewhere. Inevitably. Honestly, let's be real. Reddit solved it like 20 years ago and just nobody heard about it. <laughs> or maybe the guys met through Reddit. <laughs> so yeah. So unfortunately, despite that most recent exhilarating update, we still don't know who he is. So this ass hat who keeps claiming that if you solve his puzzles, it'll reveal his identity. I would love to know what it not. said. Yeah. I mean, we can find out. Maybe we can update. Um... On November 9th, 1969, the Zodiac Killer mailed a seven-page letter oh God. stating that two policemen had actually stopped and spoken with him just three minutes after he had shot Paul Stein, the taxi cab driver. Experts from the, or excerpts from the letter were published in the Chronicle on November 12th, including Zodiac's claim. That same day, Officer Don Fouke Falk wrote a memo explaining what had happened the night on Stein's murder. And then on December 20th of 1969, exactly one year after the murders of David Faraday and Betty Lou Jean Jensen, the Zodiac letter mailed or mailed a letter to, it just said the, the name here is just uh, Bel- Bellini. And it included another swatch of Stein's shirt. The Zodiac killer said he wanted Bellini to help him. Bellini was a sheriff in the area. So it what sounds like. What did he like, just cut that shirt up into like 20 pieces? Right? So he yeah. Could... I think he was using it. So here's my theory. I think he was using it to verify that, you know, these letters were him. Because there is a lot of letters How that, does that claim to be. it though? Like. Because. <sighs> So are they are they running the shirt tail and like proving that that's the dude's blood? Yes, it's okay. all the same DNA and the same shirt material okay. and that kind of thing. So they are able to prove that it's the same like incident in which this person is claiming. So my assumption is maybe he's doing that as kind of like the signature to say like, yep, it's me, not a faker. He like brought some extra shirts and like soaked them in blood. Right? Yeah, probably what a <laughs> fucking weirdo. Okay, that's not funny. I'm so sorry for laughing. <laughs> So let's get into more recent years. And by recent, I mean like 20 years ago. (laughs) In April 2004, the San Francisco Police Department marked the case as inactive, citing caseload pressure, resource demands, and basically saying that they couldn't do anything, so they closed it. However, as mentioned earlier, they reopened the case sometime in March 2007. The case has been opened in Napa County and the city of Riverside, and in May 2018, the Vallejo Police Department announced their intention to attempt to collect the Zodiac Killer's DNA from the back of stamps he had licked using and used during his correspondence. The analysis by a private laboratory was expected to check DNA against GED match in hopes that the Zodiac Killer be caught the similar way that the Golden State Killer was caught, the Golden State Killer's Joseph James D'Angelo. So basically, they were hoping to run it against, like, Ancestry.com right. or any of those and get a match because that is how the Golden State Killer was caught. Unfortunately, even after running it through all that, they still don't have a match. So if you think that maybe your weird Uncle Ted is the Zodiac Killer, 
like submit your shit to ancestry.com. Well, this guy has to be dead, right? Well, I mean, if he was Maybe older, not. if he was younger, I guess no. yeah, if he was 20, he would be 70 yeah. now. Mm-hmm. So he wow. could definitely still be alive, but he's probably dead. Okay. Um, and then in 2018, the Vallejo police detective said that the results were expected in several weeks. However, to date, no results have been reported. So again, they expected to find somebody within a few weeks and never did. That's so annoying. I'm so annoyed. And as we also discussed, they also <laughs> never um, found out <laughs> what his name was. <laughs> God. So, okay, let's get into some other details um okay before you get into that do you think that they're the fbi is just lying to us to withhold evidence like that they cracked the code and it did like identify him and they're just withholding it so okay honestly my favorite conspiracy theory is the zodiac killer is ted cruz (laughs) who's who would actually have been three with murder but whatever i fucking love that theory and that's why they're hiding it because he's the governor of texas no it's tom hanks is, is that another one? Ooh, that's a good no one. no tom hanks is the one that people think like the QAnon thinks is like the leader of oh, that's the children's right. Him sex and Obama. yeah 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 so we can go over a few of the people of interest because obviously a lot of people have people, a lot of people have been investigated. I'm not going to go over all of them, and honestly, I'm just reading these off the internet because I was not about to like actually take notes on this shit. Um, so one of the people, one of the number one suspects, was a man named Ross Sullivan. He became an interest through a personal link between the Zodiac Killer and the murder of Sherry Joe Bates in Riverside. He was a library assistant at Riverside College. And apparently he went missing for several days surrounding that murder. He also resembled sketches of the Zodiac Killer and wore similar clothing. He's also been hospitalized multiple times for bipolar and schizophrenia. But again, his DNA and fingerprints never matched. Okay. So there's a woman named, um, an interesting little bit, a woman named Kathleen Johns claimed to have been abducted by the Zodiac Killer. The reason that she did this is because she had seen the sketches and she claimed that the man who kidnapped her was this man. The story goes, oh shit, I just, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. Let me, you know, I'm just going to sum it up for you guys. You're just going to take my word on it. Uh, Kathleen Johns was driving down the road and she had, she was pregnant. She had her 18 month old daughter with her and their car ran out of gas. And basically she was pulled over on the side of the road and a man offered to give her a drive to arrest, like a rest station. Oh God. And apparently the story goes that she was in this guy's car and they passed a bunch of gas stations and stuff like that. And she started to get freaked out and eventually he just like pulled over and like kicked her out of his car. Right. Oh and she said he, he matched the description of the sketch. Huh. Um, she called police and police came and like took her statement and everything. And they actually went back to find her car and they found it ransacked and torched. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So real weird. That's but, real Zodiac-y. Yeah. And, but again, she like, sh- nothing. But is also, that also makes me think that there is more than one person involved. Well, get this. Okay. So it was later recognized that the man who'd kidnapped her was U.S. Navy veteran Lawrence Kane. After they did a photo lineup, she identified, she identified this man, Lawrence Kane. Um, Kane closely resembled the man described as the Zodiac Killer. Kane worked in the same Nevada hotel as a possible Zodiac Killer victim, and he was diagnosed with impulse control or disorder after suffering a brain injury in 1962. So he had been arrested for confirmed voyeurism and prowling. But again, the DNA they have from stamps... And the fingerprint from that phone booth doesn't match. Now it's multiple people. I'm convinced. Or or it could be that he had like 
his next door neighbor, Billy, licked the stamps for him when he was putting the envelopes in the mailbox. Yeah, that's fair. Or it could be that he had to make the call for him. Yeah, but that doesn't explain the phone thing. Maybe he didn't make the call. You know, maybe it wasn't him. But, yeah, it's sus. It's And fingerprints are a little more iffy than DNA. Because you don't have fingerprints in things like Ancestry.com. So, right. like, they might have his actual fingerprint, but that's kind of hard to match. They just don't have it. Yeah, they don't yeah. have an occasion to match it mm-hmm. to anyone. I understand. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, okay, and then we're going to talk about Ked, Ted Kaczynski, who is known as a Unabomber, and he was investigated as a possible connection to the Zodiac Killer in 1969. He worked in Northern California at the time of the Zodiac murders, and like the Zodiac, he was interested in cryptography and threatens and threats against the press, and he also had the press publish some of his own works. Um, however, he was ruled out by the FBI and the San Francisco Police Department based on fingerprint and handwriting comparisons, and the absence from California at certain dates that was no, during known and Zodiac activity. Mm-hmm. Then we have Bruce Davis, who is a member of the Charles Manson Manson family cult. He was an investigator, a convicted murderer, and he was investigated, but no evidence could actually link him to the Zodiac murders. All the Charles Manson people are too dumb to be able to pull this off. Well, he was he was only investigated because he was just, like, right place, right time. Okay, okay. Like, he was okay. actively murdering in Northern California in the 60s and 70s. Oh, Jesus. Big, big bomb. More recently, there have been connections in 2007 to a man named Dennis Kaufman who claimed his stepfather, Jack Terrence, was the Zodiac. He turned several items over to the FBI, included similar hooded, like, hoods worn by the Zodiac. However, DNA analysis deemed it inconclusive. And then in 2009, a lawyer, Robert Tarbox, said that in the early 70s, a merchant mariner walked into his office and confessed to him that he was the Zodiac killer. The seemingly lucid seaman, apparently you know this mariner, uh, described his crimes briefly, but persuasively enough to convince Tarbox, the man said that he was trying to stop himself from an opportunistic murder spree. But he never returned to see Tarbox again. Tarbox took out a full-page ad in the Vallejo Times that would, um, claiming that he could clear the man's name, if only he would come to him again, but it never happened. Okay. And then, in 2009, an episode of the History Channel television series mystery quest looked into a newspaper editor and army veteran richard grazowski during the time of the murders grazowski works for good times in san francisco his appearance resembled a composite sketch from the surviving victims and the police uh dispatcher who apparently spoke to him on the night of that um cab shooting Mm -hmm. but he was ruled out based on dna evidence so a lot of these uh, speculations have been looked into, but ruled out most of them based off of DNA evidence. Like, if you go to huh. the Wikipedia page and you read them all, the last sentence says, they have been ruled out, they have been ruled out, they have been ruled out. Oh, God. There have also been <laughs> multiple people who have confessed to being the Zodiac Killer. Love it. Like, four. Oh, God. So... Again, hard to say. There have also been a lot of communications, like letters and postcards and different things like that. Again, claiming to be from the Zodiac Killer, but handwriting analysis showed that like the They're handwriting different. was different, the language was different, and then they compared like DNA again on stamps and stuff like that. It was different people. So that can kind of hold up to your theory about maybe it being different people, but also you have to think about people who like to copycat. 
Yeah, I think those are probably copycats. I I have a theory that this is like a, a small group of men, and one of them is the corresponder, and then the other ones. I'm just trying to think of what's the motive. Well, here's an interesting one. Um, so there's also a thought that the Zodiac Killer is a hoax. And a retired community college instructor came and, like, private investigator from St. Louis came up with this theory. His name is Ten, uh, Thomas Henry Horan. And he basically said that the Zodiac Killer took credit for murders that were unrelated. Because they're all so varyingly different that it's probably the oh. same man writing letters and claiming to take credit for different murders. And but it's just, like, random crazy people didn't. doing it. Um, it is th- thought that maybe he did kill the cab driver because he had the pieces of his shirt but that would also oh. explain why it's so different from some of the other things he was That's brilliant. Like, like claiming. Yep. So um, the, his thought is that maybe the person writing the letters worked for the police department and had evidence, like he de- didn't have to be a police officer, but he could have worked somewhere. Or like access, yeah. Yeah, so he had access to some of the details. Um, and again, it could kind of explain why the letters were all so similar. Well, it could be a woman too. Like it could be a police officer's wife. Yeah. So yeah, so that's one of the theories is that maybe it's just somebody who didn't actually like that maybe they just murdered that one person, but they didn't actually okay. confront the rest. There's also a long list of murders that could possibly be Zodiac killer murders, but the only reason they're attributed to him is because they took place in Northern California during the sixties and seventies. And they were similar. But again, he claims to have killed thirty seven people. We only know of officially five, is that five? Yeah. And again, even that's kind of wishy-washy. Huh. Huh. And we don't even have any info because his stupid fucking cryptograph didn't actually reveal his, uh, what's, like, who he is. His identity? (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say his appearance. That's interesting. I'm, like, fully convinced now that there's no such thing as a Zodiac killer. That it's, like, some sort of Yeah, after reading it, I have a few theories. Honestly, my favorite one is the hoax theory. Yeah. That some guy just saw an opportunity to claim that he murdered a bunch of people. Because especially the whole fact that in one of the letters he claimed to have murdered up to 37 people, that's a big That's a lot. Number. That's a lot. Yeah. Especially to oh. not get caught for. There are, like, two people in all of history who have, like, successfully killed that many people and not gotten caught. And, like, the Zodiac Killer would probably be one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, also, one of the details that I just remembered. So, the taxi cab, taxi cab driver was shot with a 9 millimeter. Um, when that couple who, uh, Cecilia Shepard and, um, Hartnell's the other guy's name, when they were being held at gunpoint, the man remembers the gun being a 45. So it's two different types of gun. So in one situation it was a 45, but in the tax cab, it was a nine millimeter. So again, it kind of goes to think of like, well, are those the same person? Obviously he could use different guns, but typically serial killers have a preferred method. Well, yeah, and that, yeah, and, like, I think that points to it being different people, whether or not they're affiliated or not, because they all sound, so they all sound similar to me in the way that, like, they all, it, all of these murders sound like they were committed by a good old boy, if you get what I mean, mm-hmm, if you yeah. catch my drift. Well, also, the first one that is uh, the Lake Heron murders, mm-hmm. Lake Heron murders, those people were shot, but right. the, uh, like, Blue Park Springs, whatever, yeah. they were stabbed. Yeah, like, that's... I feel like serial killers don't really They do, do not that. deviate like that. Yeah. No, the whole, because it's a very different pathology. Someone yeah. who shoots somebody and, like, isn't getting their hands dirty and they're just pulling a trigger. It's not a lot of, like, you're not putting a lot of effort into it. It's not very, like, intimate. Versus stabbing someone eight and ten times. Yeah, that's, that's a big jump. 
in violence. And then yes. going back to just shooting somebody in a cab. Yeah. No. Very big range there. <laughs> you heard it here first. This is not one man. <laughs> yeah. And then the rest of the like supposed ones that could have been him. Some of them were like kidnappings like that woman Kathleen Jones. Right. Which again, that doesn't make any sense. A woman and a child and didn't actually do anything to them. Yeah. Now granted it turns out that that wasn't him. They attributed that to that other guy who was kind of nuts. But it's still fuzzy. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. That, that. I'm sure another better podcast will cover the Zodiac Killer. Go listen to theirs. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was good. My, I have like, a, I have a lot of thoughts. I didn't realize I would have so many thoughts about the Zodiac Killer. There's a few documentaries. There's one on Netflix and one on HBO. Well, yeah, and I think I've watched the one, like I've watched the movie version. Like the, There's a dramatization. Yes. yes. I've, I've definitely watched that. Um, and I think that's why maybe it hadn't occurred to me before, like maybe some theories on it. Because it's, you know, they're just dramatizing it from the point of view that it, well, the Zodiac Killer is a person and i believe in that movie the ending they like catch him right and so obviously that movie is going off its own theory right it took some creative license which is fine (laughs) yeah okay so he still hasn't been caught we still don't know who he is it's ted cruz um (laughs) (laughs) it's the most ridiculous and it's my absolute favorite huh or that it's multiple people or that it's a cult or that it's no one (laughs) yeah well, and, like, there, yeah, there's just, like, no MO, there's no motive, there's no... The killing is different, the... The, the only consistency is letters. Mm-hmm. And even the letters, there's some people claiming to be him that obviously aren't. Right. So when you consider the consistency, the only letters that we know to consistently be him are the ones that were sent to those newspapers and the ones that had that um, clipping of the shirt. Of the shirt them. of the taxi driver, mm-hmm. where he came prepared with his dry cleaning to soak up the cab driver's blood. Yeah. And um, there were a few um, police departments did continue to get holiday cards and postcards from the Zodiac Killer. Okay. That did match the same um, handwriting style and language style as the original letters. So they did occasionally get these just like random weird updates and they were always signed with that symbol that's the cur- uh, circle with the horizontal and vertical line. The watch line. thing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now again, a lot of people tried to copy that. But right. there are a few that are confirmed to just be like random letters from him. And his last letter, I think, was received in the 70s. So he's been inactive for a long ass time. So, this is like some this is like some teenager who's too smart for his own good. And bored. Or her her own good. They were bored. And they were like, you know what? I'm gonna stump the local police department well, it and the FBI. Does sound like someone that would work in a police department, like someone who's not an officer. And like is it's like an analyst or something that's too smart for their job, or they're they're like they're going to be a hero, so they're like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend that it's this person and then I'm gonna solve the crime and like that kind of shit, but yeah, they don't want to actually. Well, it's like the code thing that makes me think that it's just like somebody's really bored and they're yeah. like reading the, the news and yeah, and then like putting this together. Mm-hmm. So, from my understanding of reading about cryptographs, it's fairly... Okay, I wouldn't say fairly easy. Obviously, it's not easy. But you can come up... Because it's someone just inventing their own language based off symbols. Right. So, it's hard to decipher because it's not based on a known language. Yeah, Yeah. but it's it's not necessarily super difficult to do. But it took 50 years and they had plenty of material to work with. Or did they just have the one cryptograph? So, they had... um, in the first letter he sent, it was, like, 408 symbols, but he only sent this, like, 
key for like a third of those. Okay. And that's the only time we've ever received hints for how to solve his cryptographs. Okay. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> but that's that. Um yeah. Again, if you think that maybe you're related to the Zodiac, yeah. you're please submit your DNA to Ancestry.com. <laughs> I'm sure there's probably, you could probably, like, submit it to the police department. <laughs> okay, I Or the FBI. My uncle is the Zodiac killer. <laughs> yeah. There, but as we read on, like, suspects, there have been a lot of people who assumed they've encountered or known the Zodiac killer. Um, some of them were ruled out. Some of them, like that one that walked into that law office, there's no fucking like, way to know who that was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So huh. it could, it very well could have been the Zodiac Killer. It's also strange to me that he was so active for like a year. He killed a lot of, claims to have killed a lot of people in the space of a year and then nothing for the last 50 years. No, nah, it was some, it was some kid in their bedroom and their mom found out and they were like, you are, I will whoop your ass if you do that again. And they well, I read a theory that like maybe he, maybe he died. Like, you know, maybe he got sick and died, got hit by yeah. a car. Gotten, like, had an accident, uh, died of complications to an attempted murder, like, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff that could explain the abrupt stop. Yeah. Because if I was a mom and I walked in on my fuck-ass kid writing stupid-ass letters, I'd be like, you wouldn't think it would grab by the ear and drag Mm -hmm. him down to the police department and be like, confess your sins, you little shithead. Yeah, that's true. Huh. So yeah, so that's my update. Um, okay. If you have more information on the Zodiac Killer or you have your theories, let us know. We in would the love comments. to hear theories. Please yes. Comments on the Insta, Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> we'll post the. We should post the sketch of him. I'll post a sketch and a picture of the cryptograph and a picture of that bro Broski's um, apartment, his forty four square foot yes, apartment. Please send me also, that. I did the math, and that's like six and a half feet by six and a half feet if it's a perfect square. Teeny tiny. So that's like, I, I if I laid down, I wouldn't even be able to stretch my arms up. <laughs> Fuck. Yep. So. That just, is not fun for anyone. No. <clears throat> but yeah. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for listening. We had so much fun doing this one. We were both we did, like really giddy to. <laughs> <laughs> true crime. Yes. <laughs> love the true crime we do so. so um leave us a five-star review if you are feeling nice please feel nice even if you're not feeling nice just do it anyway yeah you don't do us comments. a solid yeah yeah you can literally just hit the five stars yeah smash that five star I, I only use apple Podcasts, so i don't know if you can you can re- you can review like podcasts on all like stitcher and all I those no you have no idea. I'm pretty sure you can yeah i know in apple Podcasts you don't have to write any words you can no, just yeah, hit you the, just five the five stars, stars. So, um, and then what else? Follow, Follow us, us on Instagram. Worthless Opinions Podcast. Now we know the name. We're 99% sure. <laughs> <laughs> and if you like it, share us in your stories. Yes. Take a screenshot of what you're listening to tag right us. now. Post it on your Instagram story. Tag us and say something nice. Yeah. Tell your friends to listen to us too. Please do. And shout us out in our comment section. We will get back to you. Or we won't, because I run the Instagram account, and I'm really bad at getting back to people. <laughs> I, get, I get the notifications, too. It's okay. Yeah, Matt, only a while. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. And we'll listen to you, or we'll listen to you. We'll, we'll listen to, to you. After the holiday. Oh, yeah. Happy Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Merry Christmas. Happy Diwali. Happy New Year. Happy, or nothing if you don't celebrate holidays. Yes. Yeah. Happy, happy winter. You. Happy winter solstice. Yes. We will talk to you in January. Talk to you on the flippity flip. Bye. <laughs> Bye.